I am Maria White, and this is SEO in 2023. Maria, what is your number one SEO tip for 2023? First of all, thank you for having me again another year. I am honored to be here and uh, to be with Majestic again. My most important SEO tip for 2023 is to continue to focus your SEO strategy in your consumers, in your users. This year, my tip is from the perspective of uh, working in-house for a large, one of the largest fashion brands in the world in comparison to the tip I gave last year, which was very similar, but from a local SEO perspective. Whether One thing I learned this year is that it's similar niches, the, the, the clients I worked last year and, and this, this year, no matter the size of the brand, whether it's a small shop, corner shop, or a global brand, focusing your SEO strategy user-centric and not over-specializing or focusing on just one element within the SEO strategy. So if, if we want to identify users, the right users, how, how do we go about identifying where they are at the start of their shopping journey? It's possible. Um, it's likely to know that uh, via um, lots of types of research. Uh, at Korgeiger, we use several um, sources of research to determine who are our customers and attract them. So we use analysis from brands such as Kantar, that give us some big analysis on, on where our customers are based on engagement and based on, I don't know, several sources of data. In terms of SEO, we look at... Uh, Google Analytics. Uh, we also look at the data from, from the actual physical stores, the people who walk in, uh, what is the conversion conversion ratio of people who walk in into a store and what is the, the characteristics of the people who work in who walk into a store. So we look at several sources and we are able to start to determine the type of customer that likes to buy our products. And for as I was saying earlier on, one of our main customers in globally is um, Mexican women. is a Mexican audience. Uh, Mexico is one of the main sources of revenue for Korgeiger. And uh, how do we know that? Obviously, the data, the products they buy, which are uh, colorful, similar to some huge brands like Chanel and all of that. So we can kind of look at the data that provides place like Cantar. The data we have from Google Analytics uh, internally and the data we can get from also the paid teams and including the, the data we get from the stores, the physical stores, that's how we find who is our customer. And from there, we can determine how do they consume content from what, which platforms. And, and what, what software will we use to actually identify where they consume content at the start of their journey? Right. So when we establish, once we have uh, found out who is our consumer, then it is likely to, um, as well from, from Google Analytics, it's not easy to find out where the consumer comes from, right? Yep. But this is where we use, for a large enterprise brand like us, we use this other, Cantar, for example, another agency that which focuses on research. And they do studies and they can tell us, well, this type of audience tends to consume this type of content from this platform, such as, for example, TikTok or Instagram, or maybe in place in, in China, perhaps going to 
platforms like WeChat and, and so on, or in Mexico using, instead of Amazon, using uh, Mercado Libre. And so we are able to find out where our consume content for entertainment, where are they likely to start a shopping journey, or a, which normally a shopping journey starts by research. And if they consume content on Instagram, it's likely that they might have they might start their shopping journey on Instagram. So, so, so you mentioned, yeah, TikTok, Instagram, um, other platforms like that. So maybe let's take Instagram as an example, because you've, you've mentioned it a couple of times. So what are you trying to influence um, that impacts your SEO? Uh, for instance, are you trying to get people to become aware of your brand through Instagram and then search for that product or brand through Google search after discovering it on Instagram? This is very interesting what I'm about to tell you. Our paid, paid teams, they obviously focus their efforts where to attract and bring the relevant con consumers from where they are. So they start the campaigns in various places. Instagram, TikTok, I'm not quite sure about Google ads, uh, obviously they, they do some. And then, uh, obviously, from our ads campaigns on TikTok and Instagram, then you can see the engagement on the ads. And some, perhaps, some people that don't go straight to, that don't, con don't convert when they engage with the ads, mm -hmm. there is sometimes a correlation with direct searches. So when we launch a campaign, whether it's a strong digital PR campaign with, that involves national press or a very aggressive uh, paid media campaign, if there is a correlation with consumers that engage with the ad, but didn't convert, but then they come back and do, they go back to Google, search for the brand and convert once. It's like the ad worked as a source of influence and then the consumer, and perhaps in that moment in time, they might not be able, or they were not able to buy, but later on they came back and finish the transaction in Google. So you're almost using SEO as a retargeting channel. In a way, but but just basically in in terms of for our brand, SEO works with uh, I I work with paid media very closely with PR, and I work with engineering very closely. My my team sits right in the middle of all of those monsters because it's huge uh, in terms of people. So. For paid media, yes, we use SEO as a retargeting strategy. Another thing as well that worked very, very interestingly, and uh, I'm trying to write a piece on this, it was uh, when cre creating campaigns for Mexican audience in, Span in Mexican Spanish. Because obviously when we think Spanish, we think, well, let's bring a translator from Spain, but it's available and, and, and they did linguistic but it's not the same language, not the same kind of like localization is important. Yeah, it's like Portugal and Brazilian Portugal, Portuguese, yeah. yeah. Yes, so really important. So when I checked the translations done for, for the Mexican audience, and I thought, well, how about if we start tricking and optimizing here and there the content? When we ran these experiments in, in Mexico with Mexican Spanish and optimizing a little bit, there was a huge, a significant impact on direct. And it was interesting. As the campaign goes on paid media, there's also a spike on direct searches. 
So, so is it about identifying the keywords that are a little bit, that, that are different in Mexican Spanish, or is it actually uh, about the whole phraseology on, on the whole web page that is much more targeted? It's not only localization and translation. We started also using, as an experiment in Mexico, uh, using popular search terms on the ads. Without obviously, without uh, being super careful, no keyword stuffing. And I just, I don't mean that. It's just popular search terms and search phrases. Uh, uh, use them in the content for paid media, and there was some um, kind of like a significant spike on direct searches as well. But that's when SEO works with paid media in a large brand like like ours. Now with engineering, that's. Another interesting thing we saw as well, and this year as well, one of my biggest achievements in, in, in KG was to improve significantly uh, user experience. Last year, in 2021, there was, in, in June, July, when there were some significant changes in Google as well, and, and some other things, change in consumer behavior because uh, people were starting to go back to work and going out a little bit. We're coming out of lockdown in June 2021. So that had its effect on especially women and our target audience in less time on screen and buying. So obviously traffic and rankings were healthy, but kind of like um, revenue was kind of a little bit down, not massively. But also with that, there was a platform migration that affected rankings a little bit and organic. So this year, one of my biggest achievements was prioritize core vitals and uh, work with the engineering team on being able to monitor changes that we do sometimes testing on set in a group of pages and be able to monitor ch the core vitals when we deploy changes in that group of pages to then deploy them across one website and then across all of the brands. So this is, as you might notice, we went from SEO working with paid media to now SEO working with, with engineering and then yeah, SEO yeah, working yeah. with PR. So it's like going back to the main topic of my tip this year of don't over-specialize, I would say, and also keep working, focusing your SEO strategy on the ways your consumer liked to read and consume content or engage with content to how your consumer is and provide a good experience rather than going for keywords. So you've talked about working with engineering. You've talked about working with brand and um, getting brand searches up as a, as, a, as a result of working with other marketing departments as well. And I haven't heard you talk about, I guess, more conventional areas in SEO, such as ranking generic keyword phrases in Google search. Is, is that not so important for you anymore? It is. It is. It is, by all means. Uh, because this is another, um, another thing as well. We sell our products across all of our websites. For example, you might find, if you're looking for a, a specific type of a pair of boots that you saw in a store, you walked in, in a store and then you saw, oh my God, I, I love these boots, but... I'm not going to spend a hundred pounds right now. So you go back home and you start looking around for that pair of boots and you say, uh, women's boots, Core Geiger. Three things could happen. That you might get results either from Shuaholics, because we have that pair of boots there, but you can have it as well, uh, find it as well in Core Geiger UK, or you can find it on Carvela. Or 
Even worse, if there is an issue or the product is out of stock, one of our concessions could rank and, and the sale goes to them. Or, you know, so it, it is, we are not struggling at the moment. When you work for a brand like, like ours, pretty much you are number one on every single keyword. So when I look at the keywords, it's like one, 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 one on most terms, branded, not branded, and all of that. Understood, yeah. So it's, it's not just getting the sale, it's getting the sale in the right place. Yeah, it. but sometimes you, our terms, even though that is one, or sometimes they fluctuate from one to three. If, if you see those fluctuations, that means because the other one of your websites rank first for some reason, because maybe Schwaholics show up first, or maybe Carvela show up first, or maybe KG UK show up first. So what are we doing about it? So strategy is that, because at the moment it's like, well, the numbers can be different for that, for that specific product, is perhaps removing from one brand a specific model and put it on just on one website, available for one website, Maybe that is what we're moving forward to rather than just having the same product available in our three websites. Great. Yeah, great thoughts. Um, kind of, an SEO needs to be aware of the overall business and profit margins and different products and yeah, where, where they'd prefer to make the sale from. And because that is reflected in budgets, because obviously if you make more money on this brand, obviously you're going to have more money for than more budget that if you you on spend that you do you do in another brands but also something very interesting i learned this this year as well is when for a brand like ours is when a product is out of stock and this is something i need to uh, i know i don't know everything I'm not, I'm not an encyclopedia but when a product is out of stock and someone searches for it our concessions go kind of like show up in number one and then the client goes there and buy it, which is still revenue for us because it's a concession. Uh, we sell our products via a concession as well, like Harrods, Selfridges, John Lewis, Next, Salando, and all of that. So, um, yeah, rankings are important. Yes, when a brand like that is, is, is like ours, when most of our terms are number one or number three, or very healthy rankings. So yes, still rankings are, are important, but more than anything, we need to make sure that we are not losing rankings against our concessions or our own brands. Well, great thoughts. And um, the quote of the episode, I don't know everything, I'm not an encyclopedia. So um, make sure you tweet <laughs> that, um, hashtag SEO in 2023, at you know Maria I Amelie. <laughs> Encyclopedia sounds very old because I should say I'm I'm not Google. I don't know everything. Yeah, I'm not Wikipedia. Maybe that's a fun. <laughs> yes. yeah. Well, Maria, you've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. So now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? Something that SEO shouldn't be doing in 2023. Yeah, something that um, SEOs shouldn't perhaps be doing is over specialization, focusing on just one topic or just, and, and this is, I'm guilty of that, or I was guilty of that in the past. Sometimes as well, if we nail one topic and we want to write about it, talk about it, and we carry on, and suddenly we see that it's been a year and we just focused on one topic because we spoke about that topic in all conferences and, and, and because it is what we dominate. Over-specialization, not good. When you're, a, if, if there is a young new SEO 
looking, watching this. Yes, when, when in your first years, obviously you go uh, working first in one, uh, focusing on, on one channel first and then in another one and another department. And then as you gain experience, then yeah, you, you can then be a, a little bit more all-rounder. But I think focusing and calling yourself just a digital PR and no content or calling yourself a content strategy and, and no digital PR or an, an SEO, a technical SEO, and that's it, I don't touch the rest, is not sustainable. We, um, My career started in digital PR in many years ago. <laughs> like many years ago. Like uh, <laughs> Tell us the date. No, really joking. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell you my age. But no, yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind. So nearly 15 years ago, and I started as digital PR, and then I moved to... A content strategy, I remember, and then technical SEO and so on. But now that I'm a little bit older, just and now when, when I'm in a job where I am right now, where I move from department to department and I need to be able to explain to everyone the effects of everyone's work in SEO, then is when over being a specialist in only one element of SEO, which is SEO is a spectrum, it's just not sustainable. Also, it's not sustainable either and not good for your mental health trying to specialize in everything. Yeah. Because there is also one thing. Over focusing on one thing only, not good, but also remember that master of all trades or something who does all trades, master of none, something like that. I forgot. So, Yeah. Understand exactly what you're saying there. Well, uh, Maria White is head of SEO at Kurt Geiger, and you can find her over at kurtgeiger.com. Maria, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thank you for having me, David. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com. 